Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you guys. You guys go ahead and grab your seats today. Hallelujah. Amen. It seems like I haven't been up here for quite some time. Amen. Uh, so it's been almost, uh, almost going on a, on a month. Amen. So uh, I'm ready. Hallelujah. To, to minister the word of God. And so I'm, uh, but it's, I'm glad you guys are here today. If you do have your phones, amen, uh, you can go turn to the Bible app, but you can also put them on vibrate. Amen. Or, or shut them off. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, we don't, you know, what, what, what's uh, sometimes can be a hindrance is a, uh, God's moving, God's speaking to you, and all of a sudden you get a distraction. And sometimes it can cause people just to be uh, distracted in that moment. And you know, let me know that the devil just takes one moment to take something away from you. He's, he likes to snatch things away. And so let me know we don't want him to snatch nothing. Amen. So if we can just uh, put those on vibrate and you can use them for your Bible app. But I want you to turn to, to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5 and go down to verse 8. I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version. And when you're there, say amen, or you can look it up on the monitors here. Praise the Lord. Uh, and so the Word of God says this, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. One translation says to be sober-minded. The NIV says to be self-controlled and alert. The New Living Translation says this, stay alert and watch out. Tell your neighbor, watch out. You know, when we think of sober-minded, what comes to your mind? Of drugs, what else? Come on. Huh? No distraction? Clear mind? Beer? Oh, pure. I thought you said beer. <laughs> Well, sometimes, <laughs> you know, when, when, when you're sober-minded, you kind of just think like it's a person that doesn't drink anymore. You know, they're sober-minded or off drugs and things like that. But, but as some of you guys mentioned, it also means to think clearly. Think clearly to think right or not to think dumb. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, don't think dumb. <laughs> Come on. I mean, you know that we, we, we get some dumb things in our minds sometimes, right? We think dumb. Come on, somebody. Be honest with me. Come on. We, 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 we don't think right at times. And so the Bible's here saying that you need to be sober-minded, that you need to think clear, amen. And so if we are going to be still and know that he's God, we need to think clearly. Can somebody say amen? Come on. Why? Because we have an adversary. We have a great enemy. One of the translations says that we have a great enemy that prowls around looking to devour us. And we know who that enemy is, right? Who is it? Come on, el diablo, amen, the devil, amen, Satan himself. He's the one that prowls around, and he wants to take you out. I'm here to tell you he wants to take you out. He doesn't want you to be still and know that he's God. So he's looking for any opportunity to stop you, right? God wants to, you know, the enemy wants to stop you from going forward. The enemy wants to stop you from 
grabbing a hold of God. The enemy wants to stop you from knowing God. Because when you know God is when you become his enemy. Come on, somebody. You know, and so we, we, he's looking for opportunities to stop you, church. Don't give him anything. We cannot compromise. Come on, somebody. Come on, we cannot compromise. In the days that we're living today, there is nothing that we should be compromised. It should be yay or nay. Yes or no. Come on in God. And come on, it's not a maybe. Come on, we can say, well, it's not that bad, Pastor. Come on, we can't, we can't let him hear us or we can't be posting things on Facebook that I'm done or I'm giving up. Don't give the enemy nothing. Nothing at all. Ephesians chapter 4.27 says, nor give, him, nor give place to the devil. Another translation says, don't give him a foothold. You give him a foothold, he'll make it a stronghold. He will take you down if you give him anything. In other words, don't make it easy for him. Give him no ground. Somebody say no ground. You cannot give him nothing, church. You give him an inch, he'll take a yard. Come on, you give him a little bit, he'll take a lot from you. You cannot give him anything. So what I want to do today is I want to minister on a two-part series for the next two Wednesdays, tonight and next Wednesday, amen, entitled Overcoming Your Barrier. Overcoming Your Barrier. Anyone here looking for a breakthrough? Come on, anyone going through any struggles, amen. Come on, anyone hitting some walls? Come on, you, you're kind of going through, and you're, you're going through the motions. You want to you wanna go forward, amen, and there's just that one thing, that barrier that, that you cannot win. Uh, it's that little thing that you give the enemy that he has a, he got you, he, he grabs a hold of you. And so if we're going to succeed, if we're going to learn to be still in God, we need to break through on some things. Come on. Anybody want to break through? Well, if you want to break through, you're going to have to face some barriers. And you're going to have to overcome some barriers. We all, all of us here, deal with barriers. It doesn't matter how old you are, how long you've been saved. We all deal with barriers in our lives. What is a barrier? A barrier is defined as a fence or a rail. Something that stops you from advancing. Something that prevents you from going forward. A barrier can be a hindrance. Have you ever been hindered? Come on, don't look at them right now. We get hindered, right? So a barrier can be an object or a circumstance aimed at stopping you from making any forward progress in your life. So understand that people, the environment... Even saying himself can set themselves as barriers in your life to stop you from your breakthrough. Can you think of some barriers that you're facing right now? Huh? Can you think of some things that you're struggling with right now? See, these are barriers. These are things that are set up against you and stopping you or preventing you from going forward in God. In 1 Peter 5, 8 that I read, it says the devil is your adversary. He is the one that's he's he's the one that's opposing you, Amen. He's the one that has set himself up as a barrier in your life. Yeah, he doesn't want you to advance. 
Come on, he doesn't want you to move forward. He, he doesn't want you to live happy. He doesn't want you to have any joy. He doesn't want you, your marriage to be blessed. He doesn't want your finances to be blessed. Amen. He doesn't want any of that. He does not want you to be still and know that he's God. He doesn't want you to have a breakthrough. He wants, you, keeps you, he wants to keep you stuck in your rut. Come on, you, you, anybody here stuck? Come on, it's like it's just like you're 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 stuck in mud, amen. In mud, you can't go anywhere. All you do is spin your wheels, but you're not making any forward progress. Come on, you guys know what I'm talking about? Come on, you you, you seem to be going forward, and it seems like you want to go forward in God. Uh, and I know that all of us here, that's why we come to church. Uh, we want to go forward in God, but then something in our life becomes a barrier in our life. That can be different things that I just named that stop you or prevent you from going forward and getting your breakthrough. We go through a cycle. Come on. You ever been through a cycle? You're kind of stuck there. It's like you, you kind of go around and, you, and you're right back where you started. You thought, man, I thought I moved from this place. I, I thought I passed this. And you realize it's still a barrier in your life. Am I talking to anyone here? What barriers are hindering you today from reaching your full potential? Whether it's a barrier in your own mind, a barrier by those uh, around you, circumstances in your home, or even a, a demonic opposition. And I'm here to let you know, church, that God's word contains the grace. Somebody say the grace. And the power. Somebody say power. To overcome and to get your breakthrough. It's through, the, it's through the word of God. You want to break through. You want to overcome things. You want to overcome the barriers in your life. It's contained in God's word. God's word brings life. We understand it's the breath of God. Amen. And when you read God's word, it brings you life. It takes those dead situations that you're in and the circumstances that you're facing and gives you the power to overcome it. Come on, somebody. You got to believe the word of God, amen. And see, if you're going through some struggles, is that you're not reading your word. Because word brings you life. Nobody's reading their word today, amen. Hallelujah. No one's excited in this place. You got to read the word of God, amen. You want to get out of your rut. You want to break through in your life. You, you want to overcome the barrier that you're facing. You need the word of God. You need God's breath. You need joy in your life. You need to be reminded that you're a winner and you're not a loser. Amen. Uh, come on. Uh, you're an overcomer by the blood of the lamb. Uh, you got to know that he is for you uh, and not against you. Amen. Uh, you got to know that greater is he uh, that's in you, uh, that he that's in this world. Is anyone excited today? You got to be reminded of the word of God. Amen. Uh, don't get stuck in that rut. Don't, don't, don't accept it. Let's see how we can break through our barriers. Because it seems like you guys need some help. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm here to help you. Tell, tell your neighbor, listen up. Oh, come on. Tell your neighbor, listen up. Come on. I want to get you guys out earlier, but it seems like we're in a delay here. All right, here we go. See, the Bible is full of people who face such barriers. If you read the Word of God, you can be, you can be encouraged 
by the people of God, the, the, the people in the Bible, people, brothers and sisters that, that have overcome barriers. They're, they're there to help us. Uh, the stories are there to help you and I. You know, we see so many people in the Bible that face all kinds of barriers, uh, but thanks be to Jesus, amen, uh, because through Christ we can do things and we're able to break through them. Uh, the Bible's full of people that have gone through barriers for us to help us Show us and, and help us to overcome ours. Can somebody say amen? When God called Jeremiah, he faced a barrier. Come on, God told Jeremiah, told him in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 7, it says, The Lord repri- replied, Don't say I'm too young. You must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And verse 8 says, Do not be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and I will protect you. Paul tells Timothy, another young man in 2 Timothy 4.12, don't allow anyone to despise your youthfulness. Come on, I know that there's people here that are young in the Lord. I know that there's people young in age, amen. We're here tonight, amen, and understand that God comes to give us a fresh start, amen. Whether you're young in the Lord, amen, young in age, God wants to work through you. Young people, amen, you're not disqualified, amen. Uh, Come on, you young people right now, these teenagers are here. God wants to use you, amen. Uh, You have a voice, amen. Uh, And you can be something of a a great uh, uh, help in the kingdom of God, of advancing the kingdom of God for young people. Come on, use your voice. Uh, Come on, it doesn't matter if God's inside of you, use the voice, amen. Uh, If the word's inside of you, use it. Don't, don't, don't think I'm too young or you know what? I haven't reached that age. God can use anyone. Can somebody say amen? See, God told these two young men, though you're young, don't let that stop you. He says, I'm there for you and no one can come against you. Elizabeth, who was called barren, conceived a son in, in her old age. Sarah received strength to conceive a child when she was past the age. 99 years old. Come on, imagine having a baby pregnant, being pregnant, a woman right here pregnant, 99 years old. Somebody say, ouch. Come on, I mean, that, I mean, that's crazy, right? But here they are, these two older women, I mean, one barren, one old of age, amen. But these women overcame their barriers, amen, that through God, all things, somebody say all things, all things are possible. What about Moses? He faced a barrier in in his life, and God still used him. In Exodus chapter 4, verse 10 to 12, it says this, But Moses pleaded with the Lord, O Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied, and my words get tangled. And then the Lord asked Moses, Who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether he speaks or does not speak? Hear or do not hear? See or do not see? Isn't it I, the Lord? Now go. Somebody say go. Come on. And I will will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. Come on. I mean, know that God's very straightforward here. Amen. Here Moses tells the Lord, even though you told me and you anointed me and you told me to go and do this, amen, I'm here to tell you I can't. And we do the same thing, church. 
Come on now. We know that God is telling you to do something. We know that God is telling you to say something. And we tell him, you know what? I think you're wrong, God. I think you got the wrong person. I can't do it. Come on, somebody. God's telling you to speak, and God's telling you to share the word, or God's telling you to testify, or God's saying, you know what, I want you to go up there and sign up for shotgun preaching. And you say, well, I can't do that. And you know the Lord's telling you to do it. You know the Lord's challenging you to start a ministry or, or do something for him, amen. And you look down at yourself, you say, you know what, I know that you said it. I know it's been spoken over me, but you know what, you got it wrong, God. He tells Moses, I decide who I pick. And he simply says, go. And he tells him, go now. God's very specific. And he says, go now. And he says, you know what? I'll be with you. How many know the Lord's always with us? You don't go alone. He doesn't send you out to do something on your own. He goes with you. See, you may not be the most educated person. You may not have a diploma. You may not be able to speak well, amen. But we have a bunch of people at Praise Chapel that fit that. And I'm one of them. Hallelujah. Come on. God can still use you. Say, me? No, you, guys don't, you guys don't believe me, huh? God can use you. doesn't matter what you have or how you can speak. God gives you the words. He will instruct you and he will guide you. You have the paralegic in, in Mark chapter 2. You have the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5. You have blind Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10. Even people with disabilities overcame their barriers to go on and fulfill the call of God in their lives. Church, you really don't have an excuse in what God's calling you to do. Come on. You don't have any excuse. Come on, if he uses the disabled, he can use you. He can use anyone. We have no excuse why we're not doing nothing for God. Come on, somebody. Church, when you overcome your barriers, that's when you will step into destiny. And that's when you'll get your breakthrough. Come on, we want breakthrough, right? But see, no one wants to work to get there. Come on, no one wants to do the work. No one wants to do the legwork. No one wants to, you know, you want pastor. You want a leader. You want someone else to fight your battles. You want someone else to read the word for you. Come on, we, we, want, we want breakthrough, uh, but we come up with excuses. Uh, we come up with, I'm too young. Uh, we come up with, I can't do it. Uh, you would come up with all these things, uh, and sometimes we can come up with some disabilities of our own life, amen, uh, to say we can't do it because of this, because of that. I can't speak well, but God says, you know what, I can use you. You're just lazy. Come on, somebody. Come on. You're just L-A-Z-Y. That way you understand lazy. Come on. Not easy, lazy. Come on. We, 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 want, we want help. We want, you, 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 we, 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 we want the breakthrough, but we don't want to do the work to get there. You know, 
Breakthrough comes through the people that stand up and, and despite of what's hitting their lives, despite of what they're facing, uh, they stand up knowing I'm going to, I'm going to do this. God's calling me to do it. Why? Because he's going to be with me. Amen. And when you do that, you stand up and you step into destiny and breakthroughs come into your life. See, blind Bar uh, Barnabas in chapter 10, Mark chapter 10, the Bible says that when he heard Jesus passing by, he cried out. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people around him at that time became a barrier. And they were telling him to do what? Be quiet. Others were probably saying, shut up. He doesn't hear you. Isn't that true? That when you finally start to speak up, when you finally start to shout out or step out, people try to shut you up. Or put you down. Come on, somebody. But that didn't stop blind Bartimaeus. Amen. He, 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 he said, not today. Not today, devil. You know what? I'm going to speak up. I'm going to step up. Amen. And I'm going to shout. Come on. Somebody here needs to shout. Somebody here needs to shout and get louder than your situation. Somebody's going to say, you know what? I'm going to get louder. That's it. I, I'm tired of getting pushed around by the devil. I'm tired of about his lies. I'm going to stand in the promises of God. Amen. And I'm going to go forward. Amen. Because God has called me to be victorious, not defeated. you got to get loud. Tell your neighbor, get loud. No, you got to get louder than that. Get loud. Tell your neighbor, get loud. Come on, somebody say, get loud. Come on, say it louder. Get loud. Oh, come on. You, you ain't scaring the devil with that. Get loud. Get loud. Man, some, some of you guys are trying to be trying to be pretty in it. Get loud. <laughs> no, you got when you get loud, you gotta get ugly. Come on, somebody say, get loud. That's how you do it. You gotta tell the enemy. I'm meaning business. I ain't just playing. I ain't just trying to be cute. I'm not just trying to, you know, feel it. Amen. I'm being serious. I'm getting loud with you. There's no way. I'm done. Not today, devil. Today is my day. Today is my victory. Today is my shout. Somebody say, get loud. You got to get loud. Somebody lost their voice. Get loud. <laughs> That's serious. When the chonga moves, that's serious stuff right there. That is, that's what the devil needs to hear or see is that chonga moving, amen. Say, I'm serious. I'm getting loud. Now I got your attention. That's what I got to do, church. Why do we walk defeated? Why do we walk in? Why do we serve God, amen, if we're going to just walk in with the same face every day? It's Sunday, Wednesday, we walk in defeated, amen. There's minds that they come in, you're Christians, amen. You should be the most happiest people. You should have the most joy. You should have the most hope, amen. But sometimes we walk in as defeated. The world looks better than you. There's a problem, church, when that is happening. Because we should have all the answers and all the hope. And we should be displaying this to the world. 
That no matter what I'm going through, yes, I'm going through some sickness. Uh, right now, I'm going through some financial difficulties. But you know what? I still got the joy of the Lord inside my heart. Amen. I still can smile. Amen. Because I know who I serve. You got to shout, church. You can tell I've been missing the preaching, right? A little bit. See, his shout, church. Because he got louder, amen. It, it made Jesus, listen, become still. Your shout causes stillness in your life. Jesus stood still and he called the blind man forward. And the same people that were trying to keep him quiet now became a friend and said, hey, he's calling you now. You see, if you would not allow the opinions and the comments of others to stop you, these same people will be cheering you when you get your breakthrough. The ones that are talking smack, amen, that you're not going to make it, amen, they will be start, really start looking in your life and say, God's really moving in your, in your life. See, people are funny. Their minds are easily changed, so... Their opinions should not be strong enough, church, to stop you from going forward. Come on. you got to keep going forward despite of what people say. Despite because, let me tell you, family, and they're the worst. Family, friends, co-workers, even people in church. Come on. And sometimes it, it, it can just be a matter of some, someone just saying it wrong but we take offense to it. Come on, somebody. You ever been offended in the church? Oh, yeah, somebody say, raise your hand. Come on, we all been offended. Come on, we all been offended. Come on, somebody raise your hand. I'm offended right now. <laughs> and don't look at them right now, amen? But, but we got we to gotta understand that sometimes uh, things just come out wrong, amen. They may not feel that, but you accept that, uh, and the devil makes you believe that. And so what it does is shuts you down. And you're not going forward anymore. You're not adding nothing to the church. You're, now you're just recessed back and say, you know what, I just better keep my mouth shut. Come on. Are you understanding? you got to continue to shout, and you need to continue to, to stand of who you are. Be confident of who you are in Christ. See, I don't care what the world says about me. I know who I am in, in Jesus. I, I know who I am, and the Lord will check my heart when I'm wrong or bad, and I'll, and I'll check myself. Come on, you gotta, you got you to gotta take a check. you got to take inventory within your life. God, did I say something wrong? Am I blowing it here? Or, God, you know what? They're just crazy. Most of the cases, they're just crazy. Hallelujah. But you got to be confident within yourself. As long as you're, you're doing what you're doing, you're living the way you need to live, the way the words sound you live, amen, you're confident of who you are in Christ, no one can tear me down. Amen? What about the man at the pool of uh, Bethsaida in John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9? It says this, after... Afterwards, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish hol uh, hol uh, holidays. Holidays. <laughs> Holy days, amen. <laughs> Holy days. I need water, amen. <laughs> it's a European language now, amen. Holy days. 
<laughs> he returned for one of the Jewish holy days, amen. And inside the city near the sheep gate, there was a pool of Basida with five covered porches and crowds of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, laid on these porches. And one of these men uh, lying there has been sick for 38 years. Somebody say 38 years. And when he saw, and when Jesus saw him, he knew that he'd been ill for a long time. And he asked him, would you like to get well? He says, I can't, sir. The sick man said, I, I have no one to put me in the pool when, it, when the bubbles, uh, when the water bubbles up and someone else always gets there ahead of me. And Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And instantly the man was healed and he rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. Amen. Jesus asked the man, do you want to get well? After 38 years, the man's problem became a way of life. Come on. This is how I am. This is, this is how it is. Amen. He settled this in church for his condition. No one ever helped him. He had no hope of ever being healed. He accepted his illness. And Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? See, someone here today, Jesus is asking the same question, do you want to get well? Come on, do you want to get well? Do you really want to get over this? Do you really want to overcome? Do you want to overcome this sickness in your life? you want to overcome this struggle? He says, do you want to get well? See, I believe that Jesus, when he asked this, this, this ill person of 38 years, he was, when he asked him this, do you want to get well? He was challenging the mind of the man. The, mind, the, the man's mindset. Challenging his belief system. His thought pattern. Listen, church. Jesus was challenging his faith. And the man answers, well, I have no one to help me. So what does he come up with? An excuse. An excuse. Hey, easy way out. You know what? No, you know, no one, no one helps me. So Jesus simply looks at him and tells him firmly, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Jesus was challenging an unhealthy dependence on man. He was challenged. His challenge was don't settle for your condition. Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. See, so many people are stuck in their situations today because they are waiting for someone or something to get them out of it. And so instead of getting healed, instead of doing something about it, they simply say, we have no one to help us. In other words, we come up with excuses. You know, we come up with a problem, pastor, and all this, but pastor, but, but pastor is hard, but pastor, you don't know her, pastor, you don't know him, pastor, 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 but, 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 but. And everybody starts just throwing butts out. Let me know that sometimes butts can be real big. Well, some of you guys, you get it as you're going home. 
We come up with excuses and so on. We come up with excuses, church. Let me tell you, you're not seeking to get well. You're not seeking to do something about it. All you're doing is laying on an excuse. And for some here today, Jesus is telling you, stand up, rise up, from, and get, 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 get away from your mindset. But we're just like that man. We have no one to help us. Listen to the threefold instruction to the man. Stand up, pick up, and walk. See, the man needed to rise up in his thinking. He needed to rise up on the inside. He needed to rise up above his situation. He needed to rise up above everything around him so that he can start to see new possibilities. Church, when you stand up, from sitting from your mess. See, all of us, we're down here. We're in our situation. We're, 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 we're saying no one's here to help us, Pastor. You know what? It's so hard. I tried. I did it. It doesn't work. I mean, we sit in our mess. You know what? Nothing's changing. I, I pray. I, I pray. Nothing happens. And all of a sudden, we're, we're, we're stuck here in our mess. We're sitting down in our situation. And so we accept this condition. And when you're down here, church, you can't see nothing. All you're seeing is your, your, your mess. All you're seeing is your lowness. All you're seeing is, man, this is what I'm surrounded in life. And all we do is complain. And Jesus tells me, you know what? You need to stand up. You need to rise up. See, when we stand up from our mess, church, then we can start to see the possibilities in God. We can start to see things that we have never seen before. Come on, down there you cannot see nothing but your mess. Down there you can't see nothing but your circumstance. Down there all you see is defeat, 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 loser, loser, loser. You need to stand up and say you're not a loser but a winner. You need to start to look out in the horizon, start to look at the possibility because when you stand up is when you start to see hope. You got to say, you got to see hope. Once you stand, you got to make a physical standing, church. You got to stand up. You got to rise up. You got to say, today is the day. Today, not today, devil. I'm standing up today and I'm believing in God. So the first step of Jesus' instruction to the man was to stand up. You see, church, there must be a physical rising as well as a mental and spiritual rising. These three are very necessary for us to experience breakthrough in any situation. We have to physically rise up, mentally rise up, and spiritually rise up if you're going to overcome any barrier in your life. You cannot, doing, you cannot do it sitting down. You can't do it sitting down, church. You're going to have to stand up. You're going to have to rise up physically. You're going to have to rise up mentally. You're going to have to rise up spiritually in order to face that barrier and overcome the barrier. But what is a barrier, really? A barrier is a person who has accepted a reason or reasons for failure or lack of any progress. A person that has accepted their condition or conditions of where they're at. You see, church, the greatest barrier is the one that's inside of you. It's inside your mind, church. Because no matter how many barriers are out there, they can't really stop you. 
unless they first get inside of you. And when it's inside of you and it's in your mind, church, you are defeated. You have lost. If you accept no change, you accept it's not going to change. You, you accept, you know what, I'm a loser. You accept that this is never going to change. My marriage is never going to get better. I'll never overcome this situation. I'll never overcome this struggle. I'll always be sad. Uh, you know what, sickness is always going to be there. And if you just have that in your mind, you already lost. See, saying over the years, through people, through environments, through circumstances, experiences, and the list can go on and on, has created barriers in our minds. We need to break through them, church, if we are to be and to do all that God has, has for us. If we're going to be learn to be still and listen, as, as Pastor Joe ministers so powerfully uh, on Sunday, we know who he is. We need to break through these things. You got to break through that mindset of defeat, and you need to replace it with victory. You need to replace it with something positive, church, instead of something negative all the time. Now, we all go through situations, right? But those situations hit our lives. We're not supposed to live there no more, though. It hits us. It takes a visit. You got to kick it out like this. You, you cannot live with it. You cannot accept it. You can't, you can't stay a day with it. You're going to have to grab a hold of it like this. Yeah, it hits you. It's out of, it's out of nowhere sometimes. It said, man, this sucks. But you know what? My, my God's great. My God's powerful. I, you know what? I, I'm a child of God. Come on, he, he, he's, he's going to be there for me. He's always there for me. And so you got to remove that thought. You got to remove it and just throw it out. Because the longer you, you think about it, the longer it gets you. And the longer it's living here, now you start to accept it. Well, this is the best it's going to be. You know what? It's not going to get any better than this in our marriage. So we're just going to live with it. We're just going to accept it. You know what? I, I always struggle in this. You know what? That's just how it's going to be. And what you're doing is ripping yourself off from the promises of God in your life. There's some things that he wants to release in your life if you simply just stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. And just obey the word of God and continue to be, be who God has called you to be. Come on. You're not a loser, church. No one's a loser here. No one is defeated here. Come on. Everyone is healed here. There is healing in Jesus. You got to claim the healing. Come on, you and you can't just claim it for a week. You, you got to claim it for eternity until he comes back. You got to claim it till he says, that's it. You got to stand on it and believe in it. And you got to trust in it. But you got to allow the word of God to live inside of you. See, the Bible's full of people who faced and broke through all kinds of barriers. Failure, church. It's not someone who has failed while trying. Failure is someone who is, didn't even try at all. you you, you got to get up. you got to do something. Failure is someone who gives up. Someone who quits trying. That's failure. Listen, quitters never win and winners never quit. Let's get on the winning side. 
And let's continue to fight this good fight of faith. If we can just hang in there and learn to, to be still and not quit, not only will we learn many things of things not to do, but eventually we'll succeed in the things that we ought to do. Tough times never last, church, but tough people do. Come on, we 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 got it. We're we're tough. And, and the thing is, you know what? We, we last. We, we, we continue to go forward. Show me anyone who has succeeded in life, and I'll show you someone who has learned. One who has broke through barriers in his life, and I'll show you a person that has learned to win. That person is a winner. Joseph broke through all kinds of barriers in his time. It became the prime minister of Egypt. Rahab, who was a harlot, a prostitute, the one who hid the spies in the book of Joshua broke through some barriers, amen, to get her name in the lineage of Christ. She was part of the bloodline that Jesus came out of, not to mention Ruth and Bathsheba and others. See, one thing that was common to all of them was they did what it took to break through the barrier. They did not allow the barriers to stop them. Jesus was a man who broke through every barrier of religion, every barrier of tradition, race, class, people's opinions. Jesus said in, in John chapter 4, 34, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. The New Living Translation says, my nourishment is to do the will of God. The nourishment that Jesus was talking about was spiritual food. Spiritual food not only comes from going to church or reading your Bible or praying, but also comes by doing the will and helping others uh, bring the work of salvation to completion. That is our, our job. That is our mission, church. On the cross, he declared, it is finished. He finished what he was supposed to do. Now, we are nourished not by what we take in church, but by also by what we give out. See, a lot of people just take in and become spiritually fat. We're supposed to give it back out, church. We're supposed to, what you receive, you have to give. See, Jesus ate with sinners and tax collectors. He healed on the Sabbath and refused to condemn the woman caught in adultery. When Jesus spoke to the woman at the well, he broke all kinds of barriers. The woman, Jesus uh, tells, you know, that, how, how is it that you, a Jew, and ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? The Bible says that Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. Look at the barriers that Jesus broke. First, she's a woman. On top of that, she's a, a Samaritan woman, a hated mixed race. She was known to be living in sin. She had five husbands, and she was living with another man. Come on. She was in a public place. You see, no respectable Jewish man will even talk to a woman such like that. But Jesus did. Jesus crossed all kinds of barriers to share the good news. And we got to do the same. See, when we overcome our barriers and we start winning people to Christ, and you step into what God is calling you, then God starts to move in your life and give you breakthrough. Amen? See, as I close tonight, church, what, what barriers are hindering you?
from reaching your full potential? Are they people? Things in your, in your mind, demonic opposition, disabilities, the battle of who you are? Come on, sometimes we feel lost, right? Where's my place in the church? I'm here to let you know that's a barrier that the enemy has set before you to get you confused, to get you to shut down, to get you to, to, to not go forward, amen. It puts a barrier in your life. No, no one likes you here. You know, uh, you know, you, you don't say nothing. You always say the wrong thing. You, all this, all these barriers come, and sometimes you're like, you're just the battle is, where do I fit in now? Come on, we fall into sin or something happens in our walk, amen, and, and we were once busy for God, and now we're not busy for God, and, and now we get back, and, and we kind of feel lost. Am I talking to anyone? Man, I, I, I don't know what to do now. I don't know where to fit in. And so all you do is accept just coming to church. All you do is accept just sitting in your chair and not doing nothing. Let me tell you, the Satan has put a barrier in front of you to stop you from doing anything for God. And so he says, you know what, as long as you sit there and, and shut up and do nothing, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about you because you're already lost. And he starts to work on other people. See, we got, we, got to get, we got to get to a place where to step into destiny. We need to get into a place that, you know what, I'm not going to let nothing hinder me, any barrier hinder me from me doing what God is telling me to do. And that is to share, simply share the gospel of Jesus Christ. To make sure that the work of the cross is complete in the lives of people that, that, that we're speaking Christ to. Within our church and the ministries that we need to do in our lives. Come on. If we can be honest, are we supposed to be where we need to be right now? Or should we be doing something else? We cannot allow excuses to come in and say, I can't. Or, or I, I, I'm not good with words. No, no. If God's telling you to do it, do it. He told, he told Moses, you know what? I'll give you the words. Now go. Jesus looks at the disability man who had a pity party and giving excuses. You know what? Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. See, some of us, sometimes we need to be straightforward and say, you know what? Just, just get up and do it. Just do it. Just like Nike, right? Just do it. Just, just do it. Just, just do what you're supposed to do. Don't come with an excuse. Don't come up with anything like that. But you got to get into the Word of God. You got to read. You got to believe the Word of God. And so, see, that's where people die. Is that they're not reading the Word of God. People die because of lack of knowledge. Come on, you want to. You want to be an overcomer. Read the Word of God. You want to succeed in your, your Christian walk. Read the Word of God. Seek God, pray, meditate. And as Pastor Joe says, listen, sometimes you just need to shut up and let God talk to you. you know, I tried that. You know, he told me that, that God was going to do some things in my life. And so I, I did the, the quiet thing. You know, when he told everybody to be quiet and nobody can be quiet. Try sitting down just by yourself with God. Sometimes with me, I'm always busy. I'm always doing things. But I, I, I made myself sit down during this week. And God quickly reminded me of my past and how he delivered me. And reminded me of my salvation. 
through that sitting down for 15 minutes alone with God, just in silence, he started showing my life and showed me my past and where I was and where I'm at now. And it just brought a, 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 a spirit of thanksgiving in my life. I just started thanking God after those 15 minutes, like, God, thank you. Sometimes we don't thank him for what he's done in our lives. We're just complaining about the things he hasn't done in our lives. And sometimes you got to go back to God. You've been too good. Man, I'm delivered. I'm set free. I got a home. My wife's upstairs. I'm in my house. I, I'm, I'm a blessed man, God. And he starts showing me all the things that he delivered me from. He says, man, God, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this life. But you, you've been so gracious and so merciful to me. That those moments of sitting down and being quiet reminded me how he saved me. He'll speak to you in silence. We just got to sit down and sit at his feet and just don't say anything. Allow him to show you things. That's something that he just showed me. And I'm looking for other things that he's going to show me as I just sit down in silence and say, God, speak to me. Show me something. Maybe one of the barriers is in your mind, church. You, you, you deal with mind battles. You deal with defeat. You deal with lies of the devil. I'm here to let you know that God wants to set you free from that. Get over that mindset. Change it. Because I'm here to let you know that his grace and his power, church, is all you need to overcome and break through any barrier. The word of God can change that, church. Grace and power. Awesome.